The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Courtney. Today is Sunday, September 11th. 11, 2022. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, my name is Courtney and tonight we will be cooking red beans and rice. So in just a moment, I will get Kayla to go over the list of ingredients we're going to need for uh, cooking along tonight. But first, thank you all so much for coming. If you would like to get in touch with me or any of the other cooks at ACB, you can send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com. And I will either answer your question or forward that on for you. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our listserv, you can send a blank email to acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. Again, that's acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. That information should be in the description of the call today. So um, just look there if you didn't. Uh, get that down, and I will give that information again at the end of the call. So I am going to turn this over to Kayla real quick to give us our list of ingredients, and then we'll get started. Take it away, Kayla. Awesome. Are you hearing me clear? Okay. We need one package smoked sausage, such as Brian or uh, Hillshire Farm, one cup chopped bell pepper, one cup chopped onion, a half a cup chopped celery, one can blue runner creole uh, red beans undrained, one can red kidney beans undrained, four cloves uh, garlic or one teaspoon dried garlic, Tony Santra's creole seasoning or cayenne pepper to taste, Dried basil, which is optional. Dried parsley, optional. Hot sauce, optional. And cooked rice. And back to you, Courtney. All right. Thanks so much, Kayla. All right. We're going to get our rice going on. So I have a rice cooker. So I've got it plugged up, ready to go. And I'm just dumping my rice in there. With my rice cooker, it came a little cup to measure out with. So... I'm going to put about four of these little cups. I think it's like either a half cup or three-fourths of a cup. So I'm just going to, I usually just put four of my little scoops in there. And there's number four. All right, let me put the lid on that bowl because if I knock rice off, we're going to have us one big mess. And then I'm going to add about a tablespoon of salt to that. Some people say, oh gosh, that's too much. Not really. Um, not when you're flavoring something uh, like pasta or rice. So I'm putting that in there and I'm just, my, my rice is still dry. So I'm just mixing my salt in with it real quickly. And I'm using jasmine brown rice. You can use any rice you want to. If you want to use minute rice, you can do that as well. I just use brown rice because when it's healthier and then I don't, I just use the regular rice, not the quick cook rice because it's less expensive. So I'm going to have to add some more water. And when you're cooking your rice, um, of course, follow the package directions, but if it's just the regular rice, not the quick rice, and especially with brown rice, you're going to need about one and a half times more water than you do rice. 
I don't really measure my water. I just know that I want it about an inch, inch and a half above my rice. And right, I so typically do one part rice to two parts water when I do um, my rice in the rice maker. Yeah, I think that's what's usually recommended. Um, but I just, I measured for a while and then I kind of learned. All right, so I'm putting the lid on there and pressing a little button that goes down and I can walk away from it and it's going to do its thing. That's the thing I love about my rice cooker. All right. So now we're going to um, start chopping our vegetables. I've done a little bit of prep work already, but um, we're going to be making what they, um, some of the cooks in Louisiana call the Trinity. And that is pepper, celery, and onions. And I'll go over, in case we have some new folks here this evening, um, I usually go over how I cut my vegetables and a few things. So with celery, you when you go to the grocery store, you buy celery in a stalk and it has you know, pieces attached to it that you pull off or cut off and that's called ribs. And I, I get a little frustrated reading recipes sometimes, especially from well-known chefs when they say put in two stalks of celery and I'm thinking that's a lot of celery when they really mean two ribs of celery. Um, so that's the difference between ribs and stalks, okay? Um, so, and I just um, usually pull off about three ribs when I'm using a recipe, uh, well, depending on the, what the recipe calls for. And I wipe down my celery with a wet paper towel or a damp paper towel. That's how I wash my celery because it gets down in those grooves. Whereas if you're just running it underwater, you're not getting in the little ribs there of the celery. So that gets all the dirt and stuff off. And most of the time, this stuff is already pre-washed, but it doesn't hurt to go ahead and wash it a little bit more. And I am about through chopping up my celery. Um, when I'm cooking a recipe like this, to me, uh, some of the ingredient, the measurements, that's a recommendation. <laughs> I love my celery, onions, and peppers, so I usually don't measure that out. I put in there as much as I want to. When you're cooking, you can do that. With baking, that's more chemistry um, related. So, you know, if you're baking pies, cakes, breads, you know, things like that, then you need to use exact ingredients, you know, exact measurements, because like I said, it is a chemistry there. And uh, if you don't use exactly what it calls for, or use, you know, equivalent substitutions, then you're probably going to have a kitchen disaster. So I'm almost through chopping up my celery here, and then we'll get to the onion and then the pepper. All right, do we have any questions in Zoom? No, not right now. All right. All right, if you have questions, please raise your hand. And if you're in Clubhouse and you have questions, raise your hand and Cassandra will bring you up on stage. And you can ask your question. So, Cassandra, do we have any questions yet in Clubhouse? Not yet. No, ma'am. All right. Thank you. And this is our first time uh, doing a simulcast with Clubhouse. So welcome to our folks in Clubhouse. So we are so glad that you're here. All right. Almost through here. 
I did a lot of prep work before the call started so it wouldn't take quite so long. And Courtney, and, um, I haven't um, really made red beans and rice before, but since you we were doing this call, I kind of started looking it up online, different ways to make it. And the mm -hmm. one consistent thing I came across on every blog I read was this meal was typically a Monday night meal from both families um, in Louisiana as uh, they would use the ham bone from Sunday night dinner to make it. And then mm -hmm. they would have what they call washing day on Monday where the, the ladies would be doing laundry and stuff like that. So they could put the pot on the stove to cook while they were doing other house chores. So I thought that was exactly. kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. That's for doing that research, Kayla. I might keep you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sometimes, and, and it's still this way in the South, there are places where, you know, it's, you know, still poverty stricken, um, you know, even in Mississippi, I, in my county, you know, we don't have, I mean, yes, we have some poverty, um, but not like they do out in the Delta. And so, you, you know, you try to make your food stretch as much as you can. And that's good no matter where you are. Um, you know, one thing that I did read in the blog post for this recipe, and I've sliced, I've, um, cut my onion and I'll go over that in just a moment um and now I'm just washing it off so yeah it's, it's a meatless meal or it can be a meatless meal if you want it to be and when you buy rice that's you know not the quick cut rice because that's kind of a more modern day thing I mean yeah it's been around many years but um you know, you couldn't buy instant rice. You couldn't buy rice that was already, you know, cooked for you. And all you had to do is heat it in the microwave. And then you would dry your dry bean or buy your dry beans. And, you know, they didn't have canned beans back in the earlier days. So, you know, you had to cook from, you know, the dry stuff. And um, when you're poor, you can't afford meat sometimes. I mean, I'm not poor by society standards. But we can barely afford meat now, as you know, because of the prices and all. But, you know, that's when you combine your um, beans and rice, that is a complete protein. So, you know, you're getting your nutrients there. And then, you know, the other added ingredients, that's just a bonus. So, all right. When I start slicing or dicing my onion, the first thing I do is I try to peel off as much of the papery skin as I can. And there's still some that I can't get off. So um, when you're looking at an onion, you have, of course, two ends. You have the end that has the hairy end, and that's the root end of the onion. Then you have the stem end where the leaves are. And I cut off both ends of my onion. Then I do a vertical slice just with the tip of my knife. I just do a vertical slice down one side of that onion. And I take the top layer plus that papery skin that I couldn't get off. I take that top layer and that papery skin off. Um, usually it's not that much of a waste, but if you can get it, the, the papery skin off without losing any of the, the peel or the, any of the rings of the onion, great, go for it. So now that I have my, I've peeled my onion and I've rinsed it really well, I've cut it in half vertically. 
So I'm laying one half down, cut side down on my cutting board. And now I'm just going to slice toward my fingers. So I'm holding it with my left hand because I'm right hand dominant. And I'm just making tiny slices. Once I get to the halfway point, I'm going to turn my onion halfway. And then I'm going to slice it again from the smallest end up to the center where my fingers are. All right, this calls for diced onions. So then I take those uh, half moon shapes or half circles and I just get some in my hand and I just start cutting them into little cubes. Now you can use a food chopper for this if you'd like. It's very loud. So I just choose not to use it when I'm using my calls. You can also buy onion already diced for you. Um, I don't know if our stores in this area sell it in the produce section already diced, but I know you can buy frozen diced onions. You can also buy the, um, the diced peppers, onions, and celery mixed together. And in the recipe that I will send out tomorrow, it tells what it's called. So um, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. But it is just a, you know, a vegetable blend mix of those three ingredients. All right, so I've got those diced up. That was just half of my onion. And in my recipe tonight, I'm using two small onions. But again, you can use as much as or as little onion, celery, peppers, garlic as you want. And we love us some garlic in our house. So I'll be using a lot more than the recipe calls for. To me, that just, what the recipe called for, I think it was like a four cloves, was it, Kayla? I think that's. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's just. Or a teaspoon. Yeah, that, that's just uh, like, really, that's just a starter for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> a garnish. Yeah, that's, yeah. We love us some garlic. You know, when it says cloves, and, and I'll explain about garlic too. When you buy garlic, you'll buy it in what's called a bulb. If you're buying fresh garlic and it has little petals like on it and those are called cloves. So that's, um, that's you just pull four of those off and use those and you know chop or dice those i usually buy the minced onion i mean garlic excuse me and to show you how much we love garlic i buy it by a jar that's 32 ounces and so um it doesn't last long in my house when i'm cook when i cook that's my husband likes it when i cook on sundays he, he enjoys the cooking call because he gets a good meal out of it <laughs> Natalie, do we have any questions in Zoom at the moment? We do not. All right. Cassandra, do we have any questions in Clubhouse? Um, Jeanette, you may unmute. Hi, Jeanette. Welcome. Hey, Courtney. Um, Hi. So I am very curious because I love red beans and I love rice and I've actually not made this a couple of things. This Creole spice, is it a dry spice? Is it a liquid spice? What does it come in? It is and a dry spice. Follow-up question. Okay. It is a dry spice and you will find it. I'll, I'll answer your other question in just a second, Jeanette. That way I don't forget. <laughs> yeah, um, I understand. You can find it in the dry spice section. You might can find it in the ethnic section. I'm not sure. I think there's some from my days in the grocery business. Uh, but if you can buy your spices in the regular spice aisle, get them from there because once you get into the ethnic aisle, 
they're going to be more expensive. So um, try to find it yeah. in, in the uh, just the regular spice aisle first. So, all right. And what's your next question, Jeanette? And my other question is, and I, I personally didn't hear this, but I'm assuming for this recipe, you said canned beans, but have you ever made it with the dry beans? And if so, do you cook those first and then make the recipe? Okay. So I have not used um, dry beans. And let me, I'm at a point where, let me finish answering your question in just a moment. I'm fixing to chop up my pepper here. So I'm going to tell you how I chop up my pepper and then I will finish answering your question, Jeanette. All right. So when you buy a bell pepper, um, you can go ahead and buy it in strips. Uh, you can buy it already, you know, cut up on, or diced and frozen. I choose to use the fresh because I can't find the, the frozen bell peppers here for some reason. So what I do is I set my pepper down on my cutting board. And so the, the bumpy side is sitting on the cutting board. The stem side is facing toward the ceiling. Now I try to find where that stem begins and you'll feel it's like a little thin. It feels kind of like thin paper around it, but it's where the stem begins. It's where it's pulled off the vine. You want to get as close to that as you possibly can and slice down. So you're slicing vertically down. And this is after you've done a check to make sure that you've gotten all the stickers off. Those are great for their purpose, but they're a blind person's nightmare. So, all right. So I'm just, I turned my pepper around about a third of the way to where I could slice down the next side. My knife is not big enough for this pepper. And I can usually get this done in three to four slices. And what this does, it slices just to the outside of the, the seed, the seed sack there that's inside the pepper. And you don't have as many seeds to cut out. All right. So, and if you're a gardener, save those seeds. You can let them dry out and then plant them next season. So I'm not going to get into how to do all that, but if you're interested in that, you can research that and go to the garden call. Sometimes they will, or the homesteading calls, they will be glad to answer your questions on that. And so now I'm just, where the pepper connects to the seed sack, sometimes there's a, like a little membrane. And so now I'm just cutting out that membrane with my knife. And you can tell just by feeling of it, you can feel the difference as well. And I give them a good shake too over the trash can to make sure I get all the seeds out or as many. And, and I'm going to wash my pepper once I get all of this cut out anyway. And that'll rinse off any additional seeds. And if you eat a seed or two, it's not going to hurt you. I've eaten a lot of seeds in my lifetime. Oh, that had a little bitty pepper inside of it. That is cool. That happens sometimes. Had a little one growing inside of it. That is really cool. All right. So we're going to rinse this off. And um, then I'll tell you how I slice and dice this real quick. And then I will get back to Jeanette's question. All right. So I'm going to do a quick rinse under warm water in my sink. Y'all, please excuse my water noise. 
And what, you know, when you're cooking with fresh produce, you want to make sure that you check it very well. If it has any, you know, bumps or bruises, it's going to have some soft spots. You want to cut those away. Now, if it's covered in soft spots, you know, it's kind of, you might want to go ahead and trash that. But, um, but usually, you know, you can cut a lot of those soft spots and bruises away and use the rest of your produce. All right, so I've got this cut into four pieces and I'm gonna take one piece and I'm gonna lay it down and I'm gonna kind of squish it to where it's flat. And I put my left hand, my fingers are up against the edge, the cut edge of the, pe the pepper. I'm gonna scoot them back a little bit and I'm gonna put that sharp blade knife right up against my finger fingernails, okay? And when you're cooking and, you know, cutting and dicing, it's always important to know where your fingers are in relationship to the blade of your knife. If you start getting, you know, wandering off in your mind or not paying attention, that's when you're going to get hurt. And always make sure you're cutting with a very sharp knife. The duller the knife, the more chances you are going to get hurt and get cut because that knife's going to slip and it's going to slice you as well. All right, so now I'm just cutting it into thin strips and they're about maybe a quarter of an inch wide. I'm just slicing those real quick. And I'll slice like, you know, one quarter of it, you know, um, at a time and then I'll dice that because I'm a cutting board is rather small today. All right, and Jeanette, to answer your question, so I have not made these with dry beans. Um, because it's one of those things, dry beans, you have to cook them either overnight or for many hours. Um, and I usually, you know, think about doing red beans and rice the day of. Um, so I just, it's just, I can't, it's not that I can't do it. I just don't remember to do it. Um, I've always cooked with canned beans. And if you're going to cook with dry beans, you need to cook your beans before you cook your red beans and rice. You, won't, you don't want to put them in there dry um, because it's you're going to be waiting for hours depending on the method you use to cook your beans. So how I do my dry beans, of course, when you get them from the grocery store, you want to you know, open up the bag. You want to go through and make sure there's not any stones in there because sometimes they, they do get stones in, in the bags of beans. It's just from the processing of them. And make sure there's not any that have a lot of wrinkles and lumps and bumps. You want to make sure that they're, you know, smooth and, and they feel, feel pretty good. And this is how I do mine. This is how I was raised, how I was taught to do them. So I, um, after I've looked at my beans, I put them in a stock pot and I cover them with water. I don't put any seasoning in there at all. And once I, um, I let them come to a boil and I'll boil them for five minutes at that rolling boil. I do not turn the heat down at all. Then I drain my beans, put them back in my pot and do that process all over again. So I, you know, put water in there, let them boil for, you know, five minutes, drain them. And then I put them in my crock pot and I cover them with water. You want to make sure that crock pot is pretty full of water because those beans, like, you know, as I say, they're dry beans. They're going to soak up a lot of liquid when you cook them. So I usually fill uh, my crock pot up with water to about within an inch of the top. 
and I just turn them on low. No, excuse me. I turn them on high and I let them cook all night. If I have to get up in the night, sometimes I will check to make sure that, you know, they still have plenty of water in them. So that's something, you know, good to, to do, you know, if you're one who gets up in the night and if it's not you and your husband, tell him, say, hey, check the beans, put water in them if they need it. So, and at that point, when you put them in the crock pot, you can season them if you want to. I know, you know, around the holidays, we're all getting hams. Um, if you have hams, keep those bones, shove them in the freezer. When you're making a pot of beans like this, you can take that ham bone and just put it in your crock pot with your beans and any remaining ham that's on there will cook into your beans, fall off that bone and that flavoring gets in there. And it is so, so yummy. So good question, Jeanette. And if I didn't answer it thoroughly, just raise your hand again and I'll and ask and I will do my best to answer the rest of it. All right, Natalie. If anyone any else has. Okay, go ahead, Cassandra. Do we have anybody in Clubhouse, Cassandra? Not yet, but I'm sure they're coming. All right, all right. And Natalie, do we have anyone on the Zoom? Not with questions. Not with questions. Anyone with raised hands or comments or anything? No, no. Nope, nobody at all. All right. All right, so I'm almost through with my pepper here. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to push this off to the side. And we'll work on that but, and just finish working on that in just a moment. But we're going to work on our sausage. So, all right. Kayla, do you have anything you'd like to chime in about? No, um, you pretty much cook your beans the same way I do. Um, I just, I don't do the double boil at the beginning. I thoroughly wash them and then I put them in the crock pot. Okay. Um, so that was the only difference in what the way I've done them in the past is. I'll take, usually take the bag of the beans and mm. I'll have a colander in the sink. And as I'm going through the beans, I'm putting the good ones in the colander so that I can rinse them. And then I dump them into the, um, the crock pot and then fill it pretty much to the top with water and then let it go for about eight hours or so. Yeah. All right. So now what we're going to do is we're going to look at our sausage here and then we'll get back to chopping our peppers after we get our sausage cut up and cooking. And let me get my skillet turned on and I'm using my handy dandy, my favorite skillet. It's an electric 16 inch skillet. I usually don't have a lot of room around my stove when I'm cooking on here. So I use my electric skillet quite a bit. So we're going to get that going out. And I have the temperature turned up to about 300 to 350. And there's a dial on there that has the temperatures. And I've gotten uh, sighted assistance to put a bump dot on my 350. So I know about where that is. So I just know to the left of that's going to be the lower temperature and to the right is going to be higher. All right. So when you're buying sausage, your smoked sausage, it comes in a... Um, vacuum sealed package that looks like and when you open up the package this comes out and it looks like it's a horseshoe shape and so to open it what I do is I take my knife and I go in the center of that packaging and I just slice down and just kind of slice around the edge of that um, that packaging and I just start kind of ripping it open with my hands. And if you want to cut it all the way around, you can do that. I usually just, you know, 
you just pull it out with just a couple of slices. So I have my horseshoe ring or horseshoe shape here on my cutting board and I'm going to cut it kind of in half. Again, just mainly because my cutting board is small and I'm going to start cutting it in rings. So I start at the end, the open end, and I just start on one side of it and I just start slicing in little slices straight down. So I'm going vertically. And I do this all the way around the first piece that I sliced. I'm going to start throwing some of these pieces into my skillet because it's starting to get hot. That way they can start getting getting that crisp on it that I like. And with the smoked sausages, they're already cooked. So they just need to be heated through. And so I'm just slicing through. And it has that casing on there. You don't have to take the casing off. I usually don't. And because for me, with this type of sausage, it's better with the casing on it. And it's hard to take it off. And I am using Andouille sausage instead of like the Hillshire Farm. Um, and Dewey is, it's basically, it is smoked sausage, like the hill form, but it has Cajun seasonings in it. And this is the first time I've used Andouille, so, but I know we're going to like it because we love red beans and rice. You can also use the little uh, cocktail smokies if you want to use those as well. And again, if you are vegan or vegetarian, you can leave the sausage out altogether. All right, it's starting to cook up good. And once you get all of your sausage slices in there, you want to let that cook for about five minutes. So, you know, to start heating through. And I have put a lot about, uh, the recipe didn't call for it, but I usually use it anyway. I put about two tablespoons of oil in there just so things don't stick. And even though it's a nonstick skillet, I still use oil. Because we're in the south. We like our all in fat. All right, do we have any raised hands at this time in Zoom? No, ma'am. Okay, what about in Clubhouse? All right. Everyone, feel free to raise your hands if you have a question in Clubhouse. And the part of this recipe that takes the longest is the topping of the vegetables and the sausage and that you know that's just that's the most work there is and of course you know cooking the rice but the rice that hands off once you get it started in the rice cooker and usually on the stove it's been so long since i've cooked rice on the stove i don't remember how to so all right taylor do you have any tips or hints or suggestions um, no, I think you're doing really good. Um, I know that if you cook your rice on the stovetop, typically it is about um, one to a two ratio as, if, as in the um, rice maker. And you'll cook it, you'll boil it for about 15 minutes, and then you'll leave the lid on, but remove it for the, from the heat and let it stand for about five minutes, and then fluff it with a fork. If you don't yeah. have the rice maker, you can still have rice. It's just not as easy. Though. I, I definitely invest in a rice maker, um, personally. And for the longest, uh, I, I was 
you know, I had friends who said, oh, you should get a rice cooker. You should get a rice cooker. I'm like, why? You know, that's just another small appliance. I don't need, you know, something else I'm going to have to learn to use. Finally, one day I said, oh, what the heck? So I went on Walmart and I told this story a few times. Um, I just stir my sausage here. That way it's not sticking. Oh my, that way it can get its thing going on here. Um, so I went on Walmart and then, like I said, they're not expensive at all. If you, you know, unless you go for the top of the line and it was like $10.88 and I go to check out and I got a $10 credit. So that's how I got my rice cooker for less than a dollar. And let me tell you, we have gotten our money for us out of that. So, uh, I'm not going to say she'll get it for less than a dollar, but hey, you know, it's again, they're inexpensive. So, so while that uh, our sausage is frying up there, I'm finishing up with the vegetables here. If you want to let those sausages cook for about five minutes, I, I didn't set my timer um, because by the time I get through with my peppers, I'll have that done. Um, the recipe does say to, you know, Cut up your vegetables while your sausage is cooking. I try to be cautious and I do a lot of my shopping before I start uh, my recipe because I don't want to be fast and chop off some fingers and include any ingredients that don't belong there. All right. So, um, I don't know if Herbie's with us tonight, but I know this Tuesday he is going to have a guest chef on his call, and that's going to be Miss Kayla. So, Miss Kayla, I'm going to ask you if you want to tell us what you will be cooking up in Herbie's kitchen. Yeah, so we will be making homemade hamburger buns on um, Tuesday morning. So join in and bring your questions, and um, they're really super yummy. So they're scrum diddly umptious even. Yeah, I'm looking forward to listening in. That's, I have a lot of ambition. You know, I've, I've, won, I've made homemade bread before, and it's just good. You know, it does take some time, but it's, it's worth it. And I've looked into making my own hamburger buns, but I've never done it. So now that I know that Kayla's doing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. So if Kayla can do it, I can do it. So... <laughs> That's well, I've trained her on how to do a lot of things. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just teasing. All right. So, we're going to start our sausages again. Oh, my. And I've, got, I've gotten all my vegetables cut up. So, we're just waiting on that now. And tonight, I'm not going to use the Tony Satchery Creole seasoning because I had cayenne pepper in my pantry so I try to use what I have on hand as much as possible um, so that's what we're going to do uh, I know it hasn't been five minutes but I've cut those kind of small so if you want your sausage to go further you can also um, cut your rings in half or even in quarters so now I'm just adding my vegetables to the pan with my sausage and we're going to let those cook for about eight to ten minutes and I am going to set a timer on that. So if you have any questions or comments or if you have a suggestion for something you would like to see us cook on in the kitchen with Courtney, 
please raise your hand and let me know because we've got 10 minutes here that we need to cook some vegetables. So let me set my timer. I'd like to start 10 minute timer. All right, and I'm gonna do a quick rinse of my hands. So do we have any questions in Zoom, Natalie? No, ma'am, we do not. Okay. All right, what about in Clubhouse? No, ma'am, we do not. All right. Do we have any watering mouths out there? You know, mine is starting to water already. Oh, this stuff smells so good, y'all. Smells so, so good. And I'm going to add my minced garlic in just a moment. And this is a pretty forgiving uh, recipe. You can pretty much use any meat you have. Um, so if you have some chicken or anything like that that you have leftovers, and you don't have the sausage, you could use that as well. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and the same goes with the beans. Um, I could not find the, the, the Creole beans that it called for. I couldn't find them in my local grocery stores. So if you can't find those, you can use two cans of red beans. Um, the writer of the recipe says, you know, she uses a can of the Creole and a can of pinto beans that have bacon in them. I'm like, oh, now you're talking my language, honey. <laughs> Me too. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're a bacon eater, you know bacon makes everything better. So, um, but I have also seen recipes where they use um, black beans and, and chicken. So, um, you know, it doesn't have to be red beans and rice. You can use any kind of beans and rice. Um, to mix up, and I'm opening up my uh, not my princess, my kidney beans now, and we are not going to drain them. We want to make them creamy. This is a creamy recipe, so you just want to leave that in there. Now, if you know you don't want that, you can of course to rinse and drain them if you'd like, but that's just what makes it all good. It's just not draining them at all. And I understand for uh, health reasons, some of some of us have to drain them and rinse them well. Um, but just, you know, follow your dietary, dietary guidelines that you typically follow. And with most of the recipes that I cook on here, if there's an ingredient you don't like, you can leave it out. Again, like I said, unless you're baking, you, most of these recipes are pretty forgiving. And I, um, I try to go by the recipe once when I'm making a new recipe and then the whole time I'm sitting there eating it, I'm going, okay, I can add this and take this away and add more of this and less of that. And then I get it perfected. And that's the way with my red beans and rice recipe. I've just followed different recipes over the years. And um, I had to find one that was similar to what I used so that I could share it with you guys. That had, because again, when I'm cooking, I haven't ever used exact measurements. Right, I'm going to reach in the fridge here and grab out my huge jar of garlic. And again, like I said earlier, we love us some garlic in here. So um, we don't have vampires around our neighborhood. We, we eat enough for us and our neighbors. So let me grab my spoon here. And I'm using what is typically called a cereal spoon. And I'll put two or three heaping cereal spoons in there. Again, I'm not using a measuring spoon for this because I don't have to have exact measurements. So, and, um, all right. So just put that in there. And this comes packed in water. 
So, and, and it, it lasts for, I'm sure it would last for several months if we let it in our house. All right, any questions or comments from Zoom or Clubhouse? None from Zoom. Yes. So Clubhouse, Jeanette, you may unmute. Okay. Hi, Jeanette. Hey. So it's my day for questions. Um, have you ever used either ground sausage or another link sausage other than andouille? I had, the only other sausage I've used is just the smoked or kielbasa. And my favorite brand um, is Hillshire Farm. Mm -hmm. And then my next Mine favorite too. is, is um, Johnsonville. So those two for me are kind of interchangeable. Um, again, this is the first time I've used Andouille, so but I know we're going to love it. Because we love us with spicy stuff. You know, I've tried other brands. I try to buy what's on sale. Yeah, because sometimes in cooking, you put enough spices in it, and it's going to taste good. Um, but, you know, I've gotten like the Bar S. I don't know, you know, in some parts of the country, they may not have some of these brands. But like Bar S brands, King Cotton, and even Brine, they just have a weird texture to me. And I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it. So when my Hillshire Farm or my Johnsonville goes on sale, I'll buy uh, several packages of it and I'll stick it in the freezer. And if it's vacuum sealed, it's, I'm not going to say it's going to last forever in your fridge, but it's going to last several weeks in your fridge and still be good. If it's vacuum, you know, as long as that seal has not been broken, it's going to be good. Those vegetables are getting really tender. So, but again, you, you know, use the sausage that you want to. Um, it's best if it's something along the lines of a smoked sausage that's, you know, already cooked and uh, that way you don't have to cook it or, you know, um, scramble it up. Good question, Jeanette. Thank you. All right. Do we have any other questions? Any other no, not on All right. Okay. Well, what about in Clubhouse, Cassandra? One else right now. All right, thank you. So I'm going to check my timer. So, Alexa, how much time is on the timer? You have three minutes and 30 seconds left on the timer. All right, so I must have had my heat up a little higher than I thought. But my vegetables are getting very soft. Let's check the rice. I don't think it's done quite yet, but we're going to check it anyway. And again, the great thing about a rice cooker, you just press a lever and push the button down and it, it's still cooking. But and once it's finished cooking, it pops the lever up and then mine will keep it warm for I think, up to eight or 10 hours. So, all right. Alexa, cancel timer. So we've opened up our beans now. And I'm just gonna dump the whole can in there. And if you like your red beans and rice a little soupy, you can add about a quarter cup of chicken broth if you want. But before you do it, just check the consistency of it and make sure it's the consistency you want before you add your chicken broth. And I typically don't add it because I like mine where I can eat it with a fork if I want to. All right, now I just got my second can of beans in there. 
feel it, it's getting loud, loud, loud. Right. Now I'm just mixing up my vegetables, my sausage, and my rice. And then I'm going to add my seasoning in there. Kayla, on that list of ingredients, did it tell how much of the Cajun seasoning or the Tony Saturies to add to it? It says to taste. It doesn't have any taste measurements. All right. So that's what we're going to do. That's what I usually do anyway. So I'm just going to let all that do its thing. And I'm going to grab my cayenne seasoning. And again, this is another thing. Um, you know, use it to taste. If you like really hot and spicy stuff, then go ahead and add a lot. But I just usually do a pinch or two in there. And I just pinch it between my thumb and my index finger. And then just sprinkle it all over my food. And if you're using your fingers to do that, be sure to wash your hands thoroughly. Don't just rinse them off with water. You want to use soap because that stuff is hot. And if you just rinse it off, you might still have some um, you know, residue on your fingers. And you want to make sure you get under your fingernails. Um, not that I'm speaking from experience, but you know, you forget to put on there sometimes and your eye itches. And then you've got a whole another myriad of problems there. And if you don't like the hot seasoning, you know, just leave it out. Season it with uh, salt and pepper. And if you've noticed, I did not mention that I used salt in this dish other than salting my rice because it doesn't need it um, with the flavors from the sausage and then the cayenne pepper. So we're just going to let that sit in the skillet and do its thing and let the liquid from those beans kind of reduce a little bit. If you want to cover this, you can, uh, you know, turn the heat down and cover it a little bit. You can, and if you don't, you don't. I usually don't. And usually it's the time where I'm getting my bolts ready, putting rice in there while this is doing its thing. But I wanted y'all to know about, you know, cooking rice. So I didn't prep that ahead of time. So now we're just, everything's done. We're just, except the rice. And we're just waiting on that. And it should be done soon. So um, some good things to serve alongside of this is good cornbread. I love cornbread with my red beans and rice. You can also do mm -hmm. some good crusty French bread um, or, you know, garlic toast or something. Anything that you want to serve alongside of this is good. Even if you want to do a salad, you can do that as well. So, Kayla, what would you serve with this? You actually said the two things I was going to say, a green salad <laughs> and some sort of bread. Um, yeah. Because you have a complete protein already um, with your beans and rice, and then you have your meat in there as well. So mm -hmm. you're pretty well off, I think a salad on the side would be great. Get your, your little bit more nutrients um, in your leafy greens. Um, and spread's just always yummy. <laughs> so why not double down exactly. on those carbs? But cornbread exactly. was definitely going to be my first choice. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I had mentioned that, you know, when I first made this for Jason, I said, oh, I love cornbread with my red beans and rice. He said, I've never eaten cornbread. I'm like, what part of the state did you come from, boy? <laughs> you know? He's from Mississippi too. And I'm thinking, I think you, you know, I know he didn't fall off the turnip truck. So 
if he didn't know about cornbread and red beans and rice. So, but, um, but, but we're not having any bread with ours tonight. I'm just doing red beans and rice because we don't need the extra carbs. And, and this recipe, will, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, and you made yours a little bit healthier to start because you used that brown rice rather than the white rice. Yes. You're going to have some more nutrients in your um, meal just from that alone, just switching those out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Any other raised hands? No. No, ma'am. All right. And just to let you know, Courtney, it's 647. Thank you so much. I was going to ask for a time check. So it doesn't look like my rice is going to get done, but y'all know what to do. Once that rice gets done, I'm going to scoop it into a bowl and then I'm going to scoop me some red beans and sausages over, over that. And we're going to have us dinner and that's going to be good. Um, next week, I think I'm going to do, I know I've been saying this, but I think I'm going to do something sweet next week. I have a bunch of bananas that I need to use up and we're going to make a banana cake next week. So um, I'll get the ingredient list out. No, not next week. I'm sorry. In two weeks, two weeks. I apologize. So I'll get the ingredient list out, um, try to get that out on the Monday before. And uh, so I'll go over how to reach us. So if you would like to reach any of the cooks at ACB, you can send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com and I will forward that on to them or I will uh, answer the question for you. And I try to send the recipes out after each call. If you need a recipe from Herbie or Janine, please email me at that address. I will forward that on to them. And then once they get that back to me, I'll get that out to you as well. If you would like to subscribe to the listserv, it's acb-books plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. Again, that's acb-books plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. The email address to subscribe and to email our cooks is in the description of tonight's call. So you can reach us there or you can contact community at acb.org and they can get you in contact with me or Herbie Janine, Jenny or um, Sheila. So, and uh, I think that's all. Again, we will be back in two weeks and I'll be again cooking a banana cake. So Kayla, any final words? No, this sounds amazing. I wish I could smell it. Um, actually, one quick thing, if you are in Clubhouse and are not receiving the daily schedule, you can send an email to community at acv.org, and we do somewhere around 100 events each week, and we would love for you to join in. Some are on Clubhouse, but most of them are um, on uh, Zoom rather than in both. So we would love for you to join us over on Zoom as well. Yes, and yeah, like I said, we have over 100 calls each week and um, Herbie does a cooking call every week. Janine, she comes in every now and then. We have, an, it's electric cooking with Jeannie Johnson. She talks all things small kitchen appliances there. And that call, is, I don't know if we will be having it this Wednesday or not. And then every other Wednesday when there's not, it's electric, then there's the recipe swap with Sheila Young. And that is a good recipe call as well. And you can get on her list. And if you would like to get on her list, you can also email us at acdcooks at gmail.com and I will forward that information on to Sheila for you. All right. 
I want to thank Madly so much for hosting for us this afternoon. And to Nikki, thank you for streaming. Belinda, thank you for connecting us with Clubhouse. To Cassandra, thank you for being our moderator there. To you, the participants. And Kayla, I cannot forget Kayla. Thank you so much, my friend, for helping me out. And I appreciate you more than you will ever know. And to you, the participants, thank you all so much for joining us this evening. We will see you at the next community event. And y'all have a good evening.